Hey, Adam. Hey, what's up? Are you ready to give the trombone the love, the adulation, the do, the respect, the props that it deserves? I'm ready to get my sack butt on. I'm Adam Ennis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Daily music advice coming at you. Coming at you. Do you even know what a sack butt is, Pete? I don't know. That's why I looked at you. Qui- well, not only did I look at you quizzically, uh, I uh, forced you onto Wikipedia to expose what that is. A That's sack, very interesting. A sack butt is a type of trombone from the Renaissance and Baroque eras characterized by a telescopic slide that is used to vary the length of the tube and change pitch sound familiar well no yeah but sack butt i've never heard of that and uh but that was I, awesome and I you pulled that out my, my high school band director was a trombone player obviously yeah and his lice he had a he had a vanity plate that uh said sack butt nice yeah and it's also that's an awesome name for anything sack butt <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, hey, stop being such a sack butt. Yeah. Andrew threatened to, to edit it out, to no. beep it, but it's a real word. Well, they might not, maybe they didn't hear it now. Hopefully, and it's not. relevant to today's episode because uh, we we get a, we get emails. We hear we from get you emails. mostly some really nice stuff. Right, we get emails and we get we get tweeted at, we get IG'd at, we got stuff flying at us all the all the, from all directions, and we love it. Thank you guys so much. We get comments on YouTube, which we need to get back on those for sure. But. Um, we got one, and this is this is going to be a little bit of a mea culpa. Would you? I don't even know what that means, yeah, but I feel like that's what it is. Um, but basically, well, this is cool anyway because we actually love the trombone. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people sometimes our humor doesn't quite uh, cut through as accurately as we might think it does. Sure. In that. We make fun of some things that we really love, but we also make some fun of things that we don't love. So I can understand how it could be misconstrued. <laughs> and apparently we made fun a couple of times in the previous weeks or months uh, about the trombone, yeah. which is something that, you know, not only do I love, but I there's some memorable performances and solos. That's why we decided to do the seven great trombone solos, because it was brought to our attention yeah. that we need to stop punching down at the trombonist. And I totally agree. Should we read the email or should we just go on the... On Let's the, read the email. Yeah, it's a good yeah, one. That's, a good yeah, that's... Um, hey, guys. Another poke at the trombone in Thursday's podcast. It's not so long since you likened it to the ocarina as a weird instrument, if memory serves. Enough already. Some of us are trying to make a living, and it's tough enough getting gigs as a trombone player without sniping from folks who are meant to be our friends. I know it's in jest, but you know, people absorb this sort of stuff. Um, some budding future jazz star who grew up on the podcast is going to be putting a band together in years hence and think to themselves, sax, yes, trumpet, okay, trombone, ha, no, punch up, don't punch down. For penance, how about an episode of seven great bone solos or seven great reasons to book a trombonist for your next gig? Um, so, okay, thank you so much for this for this message. And uh, yeah, you know what? We, I, you know what it is? I think sometimes we think, I think if people are regular listeners, as in all the time, which nobody is, nor should they be, but we're here all the time, they would kind of get the totality of you know our positive comments about the trombone, along with a couple of little jokes. Um, but taken out of context, or even taken in context, I think that we did make a mistake with doing that, especially with the ocarina, because we definitely the ocarina. I'm not a, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a fan of, but I actually love the trombone. So when we group yeah. them together, it's like you know, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think we have been punching down a little bit, and and you know. It's a common thing amongst most musicians to yep. kind of rib one instrument or the other, especially if you don't play it 
for me, like, <clears throat> I think we, we, we tease what we don't understand. Yeah. Trombone is friggin' hard. I tried to yeah. play the trombone in middle school, and I couldn't make a sound on it, so I switched to alto saxophone in, right. in the band program, right? And I, <clears throat> I don't understand how they do it. And then coupled with the fact that, and I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here, but anybody who's ever played in a big band knows that trombonists are silly people. With silly senses of humor, and true. if you play saxophone and you sit in front of them, you tend to get your own share of you know things like uh, pranks pulled on you, right. spit valves being released under your seat, that kind of thing. Right. So I Which always had nothing to do with why we made fun of trombones. It's more of a no, just a little not the side journey. Itself, but, <laughs> but it is, it is. I mean, you know, we, we and we try to, you know, we try to make fun of drummers. Yeah. Lord knows we try to make fun of singers. So we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna justify this by saying we make we we do mean things to all different people, not just. Yeah, and to be fair, there are no bigger nerds on the planet than jazz pianists ourselves. Right. You know what I mean? We are the king of the nerds. But I think that that, you know the the writer um, brings up an important point in that, like we do forget as pianists, like you know, we get opportunities that that other instruments don't get as much and it is hard man it's hard for any horn players especially like okay maybe i'm gonna have one horn okay trumpet or sax um or trombone maybe i'm gonna have two but it's so easy for one to get left out and we want to foster a situation where there's more gigs and spreading things around spreading the love around a lot and a lot of times pianists are the first ones to get a gig maybe you add a duo then you add a bass then but yeah trombone is really too far down on the list because there's some amazing trombone players out there and the reason, as as you alluded to, I think that the trombone does get made fun of is not... Well, it's interesting for me because I grew up, you know, my father is a violist yeah. uh, primarily. And so I grew up around a lot of viola jokes, which is kind of the equivalent. Th- yeah. They're thrown around and adjusted to the trombone. Right. But it's kind of a different thing, actually. The trombone, maybe it became a humorous thing because it's so difficult to play that you don't have a lot of great players. Whereas the viola, the, the spin on the joke was a little bit like, oh, you shifted over from violin because it was going to be easier, which isn't true either, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's a beautiful instrument. Well, and all especially that now, stuff. like now kids are starting on viola, kids are starting on trombone. Right, well, right. So right. shooting down. So. And I wanted to just tell a real quick thing, and then we're going to get into this list because this is, this is what really proves Yeah, we have a point. Spotify list of our favorite trombone solos. Yeah, so. yeah. And as we got into this, it was fun because we had so many. We were like, yeah. we're going to have to pare it down, uh, which just shows the, the, the breadth and depth of, of the tradition. Just within the jazz. A little and, love to our trombone bros and sisters today. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I would just say this too, and I this is why this comment really cut hard with me too, because I realized that one of my big biggest influences and, and reasons that I'm playing jazz, um, I'd heard the music a lot from like my dad playing it and my mom growing up, but there's a, a gentleman named Roger Davenport who was the trombone, one of the trombonists in the St. Louis Symphony for many, many years. His oh, son yeah. Jeremy Davenport was a Great trumpet player in New Orleans. Uh, we grew up together, real good friends from a young age. And Roger exposed us when we were in middle school. He's like, oh, you guys think you like jazz. You want to put a group together. And he helped us put a group together. And uh, we had a trombonist from the from the very beginning, Chris Vanderplume. I don't know if you're familiar with him. I don't know Chris. Well, he's not playing trombone anymore, but he was a fine young trombonist <laughs> and a friend of ours. And Roger, because he was a trombonist, you know, he came up listening to a lot of J.J. Johnson, sure. you know, Kay Winding, Bill Watchers, all these great trombones, Jack Teagarden, some of whom are going to be on the list. So I was actually exposed to a lot of trombone right from the beginning and around it a lot. And so a lot of love for the trombone. It's awesome. So why don't we get right into the list? Actually, with that, so that was one of the first jazz records that I really listened to a lot because of Roger. And he loved this record so much. And that is J.J. Uh, Johnson and Stan Getz live at the Opera House. Mm. This is with the Oscar Peterson Trio. It's an incredible record. I know a lot of people know about it. It's like one of those Norman Grants produced um, live concerts. But J.J. Johnson 
playing on the whole record is just amazing. But on Billy's Bounce, I mean, his solo is just a tour de force. That's one of those solos that I recommend people learn on any instrument, you know. I mean, it's probably, you know, a lot of the stuff he played is so difficult for trombonists because his technique was so amazing. But his improvisational imagination was really special. Just the best of the best. I, yeah. I was first introduced to him when I was really into Sonny Rollins, mm. and JJ gave Sonny his first record dates in 1949, 1950. That's right. Yeah. Savoy Sessions. Yep. And But then I fell in love with JJ's playing oh, yeah. from those records. Uh, just an amazingly lyrical, amazingly technical player, like the bebop language, the swing language, all mastered and just put into this incredibly soulful uh, instrument. It's awesome. Yeah, I remember seeing. Um, I got a chance to see JJ Johnson live before he passed at the Village Vanguard. It was one of the most yeah, man. inspiring nights of music. So, so uh, JJ Johnson at the Opera House. Billy's Bounces is our first track on our playlist. Number two, Curtis Fuller Blue Train. Classic. Ooh, that's a classic. Classic. That's a hit right <clears throat> and there. And there's a lot. That this was a hard one because just to narrow down any Curtis Fuller. Yeah. There, this could have been a list of seven Curtis. Well, Fuller we had souls. a bunch that we had to take yeah, off from from, from, from Caravan. Yeah, you know, yeah. like things like that, but. I think we went with the right choice here. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So awesome solo. Um, okay, number three, we've got Fred Wesley on Pass the Peas. Excuse me? Yeah, Fred Wesley, Pass the Peas. Pass the Peas. Pass the Peas. Now, this one, there's a bunch of different, like, I've heard him do this live. Like, he's amazing improviser, and but this is kind of the classic solo, and we found this little transcription oh. of this that might be, so we're going to link to that on YouTube. You can see a nice transcription of his solo. Kind of cool to see the architecture of that. Um, but, you know, within the funk world and the pop world, that's an area that, like, the trombone and the horn sections, you know, and a lot of these horn sections were led by trombonists, mm. um, and... You know, that whole tradition of like how that section is put together and the lines are come up is, is is a very deep thing. But also some of the greatest solos on the James Brown stuff was from Fred Wesley himself. Uh, so next we have Michael Deese. Yes. Uh, or Michael Deese, isn't it? Or is it Deese? I've heard both, but I'm okay. going to say Deese. Yeah, we just heard both. We said them both. We just said them both. <laughs> uh, but I've been listening to a lot of Michael Deese. So he's, we're about to release this Keezer, Jeffrey Keezer composition course. Right. Michael plays on that, and I got to hang with him as they were recording in yeah. New York. And we just saw him, I think we were both at the gig, at the uh, the David Sanborn gig. He plays in David Sanborn's right. band. He's a young-ish trombonist. I think he's in his 30s still. That's young. That's, That's young. very and young. And he is a complete badass. Yeah. I mean, he really is. On any stage that he's on, he, he's possibly the best improviser on the stage yeah absolutely uh you know in, in contention at least and so uh i've been listening a lot to his this whole year his latest record uh from 2019 nevermore here and there's a track frenzy the record features uh randy brecker reenie rosness gerald Cl gerald cannon and Lewis Nash, and it's just unbelievable. Yeah, and you mentioned David Samworth. Now, he's someone that in recent, well, for a while now, has been very good about hiring, um, if he hires another horn, it's usually trombone. I've, I've seen uh, Wycliffe Gordon play with him a bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got a great sound with the alto, especially when he's doing kind of more jazz, or really any of his stuff is, is great with, with the alto and, and trombone. Okay, number five of our seven Great trombone solos. We have okay. This is a classic. We had to go back, and we were talking about like, what are we going to do? Really, sort of more old school. Jack T. Garden on Stardust. Oh, yeah. This is such a. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of this probably is one of the most um, iconic, but also just sort of most heard trombone solos and renditions sure. of one of the most beloved songs. And yeah. so, like, even people that don't realize they're listening to trombone or think about it, this has probably been heard, listened to, and loved more than probably any other trombone solo ever, and rightfully so, I would say. 
All right, number six, you have Trombone Shorty. Yes. Okay, so this St. James Infirmary, I love... Guy's like, a fireball, Trombone Shorty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Trombone Shorty, um, you know, I've known... Troy, Troy, I've known him since he was about, I don't know, eight or nine years old in New Orleans. Um, Talk I, about a town full of trombone players. Exactly. And, you know, his older brother, um, James, who played, you know, Trump, I used to work with him a lot. But, I mean, I've just... I've seen Troy since he... You know, uh, Troy Andrews, which is Trombone Shorty. That's his nickname, obviously. Um, no one's last name is Shorty, and their first name's not Trombone. Not but I mean, knowledge. <laughs> that's, that's knowledge. knowledge. But um, he's such a special... I always think about him, I say a special kid. He's like 30 or whatever now. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. But, you know, I had a combo. I coached a combo. This was such a special thing for me. When they were in high school at New Orleans Center for the Creative Arts, I did some coaching and teaching there for a while. It was... Um, Sullivan Fortner on piano, <laughs> James had trombone shorty oh on gosh. trombone and trumpet. He was actually playing more trumpet then. I mean, he's an amazing trumpet player and trombonist. And uh, Christian Scott on trumpet. And then Dude. a bunch of other musicians that people probably hadn't heard of because they didn't end up like pursuing music, but were really just amazing too. That's knowledge. That's knowledge. <laughs> it, was, it was so much fun. But I love this solo and his rendition of St. James Infirmary. There's also another one. Maybe we'll link to it. There's some good transcriptions I found, but um, he did this at the White House. I remember in one of the uh, Michelle Obama kind of yeah, curated sessions yeah, yep, where he yep. just got up there and killed it, you know. So awesome. really super proud of him too. All right, uh, I'm running out the list number okay. seven with a trombonist and vocalist that I actually just played with, and I just fell in love with her style and her energy. Aubrey Logan, uh, she's probably most well-known for the work she's done on the, with this band Postmodern Jukebox that takes modern pop songs and turns them into, like, like puts them kind of in a roots music vibe. Yeah. And she is just a... a nuclear ball of energy uh she's an first of all incredible vocalist but she's an amazing trombonist too like a great improviser a great soloist i uh i included her track pistol which is actually more of like a pop track i mean it's a real uh pop song but she takes a trombone solo that's just like fire right in the middle of the track so uh, link there for Aubrey Logan. If you don't know her, go check her out. Yeah, and I don't, so I'm looking forward to checking checking her out. Good stuff. Well, we hope that we um, sent some much uh, much deserved uh, and beloved love to the trombone community, the music community. Sack butts. Yeah, the sag butt community. Sack butt or sag butt? Sack. Sack butt. Yeah, that's How is that spelled? Uh, there is a couple ways, but usually S A C B U T. So oh, it could be. Spelled. That's how it fit all the license cool. plate. It could be Seth French. Boots. I don't know. Yeah, the way you give it that Seth high ridge uh, twang. Butt. Yeah, you're such a sack butt. No, that's a trombone. Come on, man. That guy's a sack butt. <laughs> it sounds it sounds way dirty when you put the high ridge on it. So sure. we put out the uh, the call for some for some ratings and reviews and for some feedback. Mm -hmm. And not all of it's negative. A little mm -hmm. bit of it is oh. deservedly so. But we got some some nice reviews. And remember, I made the pledge. I don't know if you remember this, Mr. Manis. I do. We made a pledge that we were going to read every single rating that included a review as well. Why the hell did so we do that? Well, we didn't get that many. It's, we're we're going to be able to do it. No problem. So I'm gonna, here we're going to go. This one, you can give a title to your review. I didn't even know that. This is five stars. Title, Game Changer. This podcast is a total game changer. Lots of priceless advice from experienced musicians that transform my overall musical development after bringing most of the episodes. After binging, sorry, binging most of the episodes. Also, a great supplement to their courses. Keep on podcasting. Greetings from Poland, game where we are changer. number Yeah, we are number one in Poland. So for oh, really? music commentary. Yeah. Oh, seriously? I think so. We were. Oh, it changes every week. Yeah, we, we hit number one. 
Um, and then one more, and we'll read the rest as we go along. Um, this has become a critical part of my day. I've been listening every day. This is seven stars. I don't know how they got that in there. That's awesome. I've been listening every day for over a year, and this wonderful podcast has become an important way to start my day. I begin my long commute every day with you'll hear it. Mm. Um, I only started playing guitar a few years ago. I was approached. 50, as I approached 50, I've never played music before. After two years of playing, I aspired to learn how to play jazz, and it seemed overwhelming to a novice. Listening to this podcast every day, however, every day I'm hustling, hustling. Okay, my fear has gone away, and I love the way you guys drop knowledge every day in bite-sized chunks. A truly great job of, by exceptional music educators. Thanks, guys. Bruce from the USA. So thank, thank you, Bruce, Bruce, for the rating yeah, and review. Nice. We encourage you guys to go wherever you're consuming this podcast and give us, drop us a rating review, whether it's seven stars or five stars. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way. Cool. Good. Till tomorrow. You'll hear it.